Hello, welcome to Wit Beyond Measure. My name's Katrina Mayer. And I'm Elle Kammerer. And today we are talking about Persuasion Chapters 9 through 12. Yes. Yes. Uh, something kind of weird and crazy happens at the end of these chapters that I did not see coming. Lots of drama. <laughs> there is. But I will say that the beginning of these chapters did seem a little dull. <laughs> Yes, um, I don't know, I, this whole section is very much a giant love multi-sided shape. (laughs) It is a D20 of love. It is, it really is. (laughs) It is, there's a lot of social stuff going on and reading through the annotations and stuff like that in the annotated version, um, I will just say out there that I did not get through all of the annotations because I was listening to the audiobook while I was running errands. So mm-hmm. I didn't have enough time, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, a lot of the annotations that I was seeing at the beginning of these chapters were definitely around like the the social aspects of like all of these people talking to to each other and oh yeah you know because they talk about marriage they talk about inheritances and then the annotations also talk about like what does it indicate that certain people are paying certain amounts of attention to other people and how that could come and bite them in the ass later and Mm -hmm. like things like that and yeah it's very interesting yeah so but let's stop talking in the kind of uh non-details of these chapters and Let's listen to your super duper quick recap. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So this starts off with basically an explanation of who Frederick Wentworth is going to choose, either Henrietta or Louisa. That's the topic of Goss. That's the hot tea because he very clearly likes them both and they very clearly like him back. And so it's a lot of, what do you think? And like, you have Team Henrietta and you have Team Louisa and people are divided and they're all talking about it. Mm -hmm. And poor Anne has to listen. (laughs) Um, Additionally, at this time, we get the entrance of Charles Hayter. So as we know from the previous section, the Hayters are cousins of the Musgroves. Charles is the oldest son and he is like, kind of a prodigy in terms of like hater family relations he is really working super hard he's you know establishing like a good income and a good future for himself he's like making himself out to be a big catch and there was this understanding prior to when captain wentworth came into town that charles hater and henrietta were forming an attachment and while lots of people are like henrietta could do so much better There's always the undertone of, well, but if she really likes him, then it's worth it. And, like, this Mm -hmm. guy is family, and he is legit, and he's working really hard, and he can make her happy. So, like, people are okay with it. Now, Charles comes back post-Wentworth, and he has come back to a new Henrietta, very much giving her attentions to him, and he's like, the fuck? And then... Also, he kind of sees, like, Captain Wentworth giving attentions back, but also attentions to Louisa, and he's just like... What the hell? This is bullshit. (laughs) And he gets kind of mad about it, and he distances himself from the family. Next big thing that happens is that a small group decide to go on a walk. It starts off with Henrietta and Louisa stopping by the cottage to check in on Mary and Anne, and they're like, we're going to go on a walk. 
And Mary's like, I want to go. And they're like, no, you can't. You're not wearing pink. You can't come with us. And she's like, (laughs) I want to go. And so she goes. And then Anne goes along. And then as they're walking, they meet up with Charles and Wentworth. And then they're all walking along. And oh, no, where do they end up? But at the home of the haters. And Charles is there. And at first... What? You I think you got a little confused because you called Charles Musgrove Charles and then you called Charles Hater Charles. They're both Charles. No, Charles I know, Hater and but, Charles Musgrove. I know. It's like weird. Charles went on the walk and then who's there but Charles? And then you yes. stopped and the look on your face was like, wait a second. <laughs> so, just to clarify, please yes. continue. So Charles Musgrove and Wentworth join the ladies. They're walking. They end up at Winthrop is the home of the Hater family. And that's where Charles Hater has removed himself to. He's stopped going to call in on the Musgroves recently and he's at home. And it's kind of like a shock to some people that they're there. But to other people, it's not a shock that they are there. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes very clear that Perhaps Louisa and Henrietta devised this walk to go there and, like, have Henrietta make amends with Charles Hayter. And, like, that's essentially what happens. There is some drama. We'll get into it in more detail later. But basically, by the end of the walk, it is very clear that Charles Hayter and Henrietta will be together, which frees Louisa up to take Wentworth. And everybody very clearly sees this. Next big thing is everybody's going on a trip to Lyme. Um, I will say that Lady Russell's back in town and Anna's like, phew, I can go there. But then she's like blocked from going to Lady Russell's by this trip to Lyme. She's like, great. So all the young people go off to Lyme. They're there to visit Captain Wentworth's friend, um, Mr. or sorry, Captain Harville and his wife. And then there's this other friend that they have in the Navy there. Um, his name is Benwick. Right? Am I pronouncing that right? Let me double check. Pretty sure it's Benwick. Yep. Yes, Captain Benwick. Benwick was supposed to marry Captain Harville's sister, Fanny. Fanny died. It's really sad. He is super sad about this. He is having a lot of t- trouble getting over her. He, she died in the summer. He didn't find out till the end of summer when his ship came in. And he's like, oh no. And... The other interesting thing about him is that he is, like, super rich. Um, well, not super rich, but he's richer than he was. He did really well in the Navy. He was going to come home, marry his sweetheart. They were going to live happily ever after, but she died. So he is very sad. While they're there, Anne kind of befriends him. And it's kind of like, even though he's younger than Anne, there's very much, like, They talk about poetry and they talk about melancholy feelings and Anne like feels his pain because Anne also feels like she has lost out on the greatest love of her life, potentially forever. So like there's a lot of shared feelings there. There's a lot of like closeness. Wentworth and Louisa are like getting closer and stuff happens. They're going on this walk. They're about to leave, but they're like one more walk along the seaside Louisa is like jumping off these stairs and she wants to do it one more time. Wentworth misses catching her. She hits her head super hard and like they think she's dead. So they rush her to the Harville's house. A surgeon is brought. 
And they find out she's not actually dead, but she cannot be removed from Lyme. She is very seriously injured. She probably has a head trauma. So everybody's like trying to figure out who's going to stay, who's going to go. Some awkwardness happens where Anne is going to stay so that Henrietta can go with Wentworth and Mary back home to let Mr. and Mrs. Musgrove know what happens. But then Mary throws a big fit and then Anne has to go and Wentworth's like, this is fucking awkward. And oh, one more thing I forgot to mention. There's this really super hot guy in Lyme looking at Anne like she's a snack and Wentworth catches this guy looking at Anne like that and then he looks at Anne he's like damn Anne is a snack and um we come to find out that the hot guy is Mr. Elliot um the cousin and okay that's everything so as I was sitting here before we started I was trying to remember the name of uh I was trying to remember who Henry Golding played in the new Persuasion film because I remember there being like a big uproar about the fact that he was not Wentworth. Mm. And I'm like, who is he playing then? Because who's this other person? And now I know he was William Elliot, who was the hot guy that thought Anne was a snack. Yes. And I'm like, this makes a lot more sense now because he himself... Henry Golding is indeed a snack. (laughs) (laughs) A lot, a lot more snacky than uh, the guy who plays Wentworth, but that's not the point. Um, in my favorite adaptation of Persuasion, Wentworth is this older, like everybody's like very much older looking because I think they're trying to play that up. But the guy who played Wentworth and you know, you know, I like an older looking man. Yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty hot. So maybe not hot. He's like very distinguished looking and like good looking. Very much. Anyway. Is Patrick older than you? No. <laughs> How did we end up with younger men? <laughs> I, I mean, Patrick and I are the same age. He's just, yeah. I was born in March. He was born in August, but of the same yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jeff and I are the same age. I was born in November of 87. He was born in March of 88. Yeah. Yeah. But still, we both like older men. How did this happen? (laughs) I do not know. We both know they definitely don't act like older men. That's for sure. Moving on. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so I had to look that up because I was like, okay, obviously this William Elliot is definitely coming back into the story now i wonder if this is the that the the hot guy in the new one <laughs> turns out it is turns out it is so let's start at the beginning okay um so wentworth yes he's doing a little something he shouldn't be doing kind of he's in some pretty right. uncharted territory questionable right. so, territory The annotations definitely talk about that a lot and about how it probably is going to come back, uh, not necessarily to bite him in the ass, but he's going to definitely like realize what he did later on, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, (laughs) But essentially, and we all know this from other books, um, especially from Mansfield Park uh, last time, was that when a man shows affection or shows a lot of attention or pays a lot of attention to a young woman it really 
goes to indicate that he is interested in marrying her. And if he then doesn't, it can be very shameful on the woman. Um, it can put her in a negative light and uh, definitely make it harder for her going forward. Yes. So the fact that Wentworth is spending all of this time and attention on the two Musgrove girls is making a lot of people really nervous because mm-hmm. he's showing each of them this attention. So the fact that Wentworth is showing, you know, both of these girls' attention is making some people worried because they're like, okay, who is he going to choose? Is he going to choose either one of them? Mm-hmm. And again, like we said, poor Anne, she has to not only see all of this for herself, but then listen to everybody's worries about it. Yes. And Anne is very much the type of person who is just going to take it all in and be like, nope, I deserve this because I sent him away back in the day. Yeah. But it's fine. I can take it. (laughs) So what I think is really interesting is like at the beginning of this section, we're in this scene where it's Anne, Charles Musgrove, and Mary sitting together. Charles Musgrove favors Louisa as Wentworth's favorite. He's like, Mm -hmm. she's lively. She's always talking to him. She is very headstrong. It seems like their personalities are a good match. She will win. Mary Mm -hmm. is like, no, it's Henrietta. Henrietta's prettier. She's like calmer. She will make him a really good wife. Also, low-key, Charles Hayter is inferior birth and does not belong with Henrietta, and I don't also want to be associated with a sister of mine married to somebody like that. And so she favors Henrietta because she wants Charles Hayter out of the picture. Which is interesting that she, like, her argument is like, Henrietta is prettier, and it's like, hmm, Mary, are you a little bit like your father here, maybe? (laughs) Well, she is. I mean, she she's is Elliot. She's like all she of is. them, very hoity-toity, with the mm-hmm. exception of Anne. Well, and here's the thing: this comes up a couple of times in these chapters. Is the, uh, I think it's more of like a stubbornness, but it's mm-hmm. like the Elliot in them. Yes, it's the Elliot coming out yes. and stuff like that. Is said a couple of times about Mary, and I don't remember if it's said about. There is a part where Anne's Elliotness comes out, and that's when she's at the Harvilles' home. She doesn't say anything, and she doesn't react, but in her mind, but in her mind, she's like, oh, this home is really small. Oh my gosh, these four people. Yeah. But then she does stop herself, and she's like, but wait, like, look at all of these charming things, and like, they're very happy, and mm-hmm. like, so like, she at least catches herself. Yeah, I feel like the... I feel like either another character or the narrator called out another person outside of Mary for their Elliotness, and it might have been Anne. I can't remember right now, but I think that that's really interesting. That like it's just called out flat out, and now we're looking back like, oh yeah, Mary really is like her dad, isn't she? <laughs> I think the part you're talking about, and we'll get to it later. It's when they realize that Mr. Elliot, the cousin, has been staying there, mm-hmm. and like they were talking about his countenance. And they're like, he had the Elliot way about him. And yep, then, like, yep. there was a comment from, like, one of the other party about the Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, okay, so this play-by-play, Team Henrietta, Team Louisa, and what do you think? Be the umpire. Like, it's uh-huh. literally written in there that <laughs> Anne, like, was the umpire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Anne isn't sure what to think until she sees them. And it's really interesting because when she sees them in person, she's like, 
I don't know. I just really love this line because it oh, kind of, in a, in a way, like this felt also like Anne's Elliotness coming out, where she mm-hmm. was like, sh- I should find the exact line first. Let me get yeah, the exact read the line. read the exact line because I don't know specifically what you're talking about. So this is where I think Anne's Elliotness is coming out. Mm-hmm. It's the very beginning of chapter ten. Mm-hmm. Other opportunities of making her, which is Anne's observations could not fail to occur. Anne had soon been in company with all the four together often enough to have an opinion. The four being Henrietta, Louisa, Charles Hayter, and then Captain Wentworth. Mm-hmm. Though too wise to acknowledge as much at home where she knew it would have satisfied neither the husband or the wife. For while she considered Louisa to rather be the favorite, so she's team Louisa, she could not but think as far as she might dare to judge from memory and experience that Captain Wentworth was not in love with either. They were more in love with him, yet there it was not love. It was a little fever of admiration, but it might, probably must, end in love with some. So like, Anne's like, I know what it looks like when this man is in love with a woman Mm -hmm. because I've seen it. Um, and she's not seeing it here. No, she's not. And actually, one of the annotations that comes right around that for that in my book is that, um, like, one of the reasons for his, like, negligence and the idea of, like, sorry, let me, let me rephrase that. So we know, looking at this, that he is in the wrong and that he is paying a lot of attention to both of these girls. Yes. And Anne sees that he's not in love. But he doesn't realize the negative thing that he is doing. And that's the negligence that they're talking about here. So it says one of the reasons for his negligence may be his lack of strong feelings for either. But him not really bothering to choose or make any sense of what's happening, like really understand what's happening because he knows he's not in love with either of them. Yeah. And so he's just kind of doing it. And stuff, and, and, and he doesn't even realize, because in his mind, he's just being a dude. He's like, well, I don't like them. I'm just paying attention to them. But everyone around is seeing this like, oh, he must like them because he's paying attention to them. Exactly. And this is, the annotation says this. Another reason maybe his having spent most of his adult life at sea, removed from women, that would make him inexperienced in the ways of courtship. Yes. And likely to perceive the dangers of irregular behavior there. So yeah, he spent too much time out at sea, so he doesn't realize that his paying attention to these girls is really showing that he's intending to marry one of them when he's like, no, I don't actually like them. They're just being nice. I'm totally just being nice. (laughs) And also, I think, too, I do think it's a little, like, yes, I see that, but also I see it as a little bit more than that. I think he's trying to persuade, haha. To persuade mm-hmm. himself to be in love with mm-hmm. one of them because he feels like he needs to because he can't possibly yeah. be with Anne because Anne has done something so unforgivable. Not only also is like him paying these two attentions to them dangerous if he doesn't choose either of them, but it's particularly dangerous for Henrietta who has a really good match on her line already mm-hmm. in Charles Hayter. And Henrietta is playing a very dangerous game in mm-hmm. that she has a really good guy that she could lose for a risk of a guy that she doesn't know if she's going to get. Yeah, and and it's interesting because we saw a very similar thing happen in Mansfield Park. Yep. 
Crawford, Mariah, and uh, Rushworth. Exactly. And then also we add, uh, oh my gosh, what was the other sister's name? Julia. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say Louisa, but that's this sister. Anyway, and we also have Julia in there, too, because it's kind of the same thing. Like, Mariah was playing that dangerous game. Crawford was flirting with both of them. And had he been a better person and had those two sisters been more morally sound, like these two sisters, um, Mariah was really risking her engagement with Rushworth Mm -hmm. for the potential, like, attentions of Crawford. Now we saw how that all played out because no, like nobody in that situation was really of like good moral standing. No. Um, the best one of them was Julia, mm-hmm. who eventually was just like, "I'm I'm stepping out of this one." Yeah, and she did, and it worked out in her favor. But here, like the the annotated version, and I think Austin in general has really wanted to let us know that Henrietta and Louisa are not the Bertram sisters, Mm-mm. like. Other characters talk about them and their personalities and the good heads they have on their shoulders and how they're acting. And the fact that there does not seem to be that same sort of jealousy between them that the Bertram sisters had, which was very clear (laughs) in those stories. So, like, I think we're supposed to really be paying attention to those two and comparing the two sisters. But yeah, Henrietta is really walking a very fine line and Wentworth doesn't see it. But Louisa does. Yeah. And I think when you were doing your recap and you were like, yeah, they went to Hader's house. So Henrietta can confirm that she's going to go with Hader. I think that, and it's not in the book, but I think it was conjecture. No, right, right. Yeah. But and what I'm saying is not in the book. But I think that the two sisters sat down and had a conversation and talked it out. I agree. I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. I think that Louisa was like, Henrietta, tell me about Hater. Like, why do you like him? Why do you like him? You know, why do you think you two would be together? And I think that they came to the conclusion that Henrietta really does like him. Yeah. And prefers him over Wentworth. So that's why they purposefully did this. Because initially, when they were going to go on their walk... To see Hater, it was just going to be the two of them. That's why they wanted to go alone and they didn't want yeah. Mary to come, which that that's a whole other, and we'll get to yeah. like that part later, but um, yeah. because they had a plan. Yeah. I mean, it still worked out. It did. But yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of nice to see uh, the sisters compared to the yeah. Bertram sisters. I also feel like it was really interesting because, like, when they finally got there, it almost felt like Henrietta was going to lose her resolve. You know, she was still Mm -hmm. very indecisive, and it took Louisa to, like, push her and just be like, go. You know you need Mm -hmm. to do this. Go. And, like, you know what? It's not conjecture that the sisters planned this out. We know this because... Anne overhears a conversation between Louisa and Wentworth, and, like, she mm-hmm. essentially admits it. Um, and it will, we can wait till we get there. There might be more we need to discuss before we're there. But um, that's also an interesting conversation, too. Yeah. Well, the only other thing that I can think of, maybe, that we would talk about that happens in between is a lot of talk about the, like, hater coming in and seeing what's going on and seeing Henrietta with Wentworth and that tension yeah. and how Anne ends up getting in the middle of that bit of tension. Yes. And the baby. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah. my gosh. All right. 
walk us through that. So Anne is taking care of young Charles, who is still broken. Mm-hmm. And she's in, I believe, like the drawing room or something like that. One of the downstairs private rooms. And it's just her and the kid. And then Wentworth shows up. And he's just like, sup? Uh, is your sister home? Is Charles home? I thought the the Musgrove girls were here. My bad. Yeah, is anybody else home? And Anne's like, yeah, they're all upstairs. But society says you can't go upstairs to get them or to see them because you're not related to us. So you have to stay down here with me, with me <laughs> until they come down. It's fine. I'm just going to continue to take care of my nephew. It's cool. And then another person comes in and Anne's like, yes, finally, I am relieved. Shit, it's hater. Uh, and there's clearly tension. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Anne is like, okay, uh, Wentworth moves to, like, converse and try to make it less awkward. I don't know if it's because he doesn't know that there's tension uh, or what, but Hayter just sits down and starts reading the newspaper like he's the only person in the freaking room. Yeah, he is. He does not like to see Wentworth there at all. No, mm-mm. he's not happy. So Anne is just doing her thing, trying not to be awkward, and then... Somehow her two-year-old nephew runs in and tackles her. He's basically like using her like a jungle gym. And uh-huh. she's like, no, no, get off. <laughs> yeah. And like she can't get him off. And like Hater is like, oh, come on, dude. Like get off of her. Leave your aunt alone. And then eventually Wentworth just comes over and picks up the child. Who is apparently like... I believe he was described as like a fat little two year old. No, much. he's stout. That that means a fat back then. Stout forward child of two years old. Yeah, but like you know how toddlers have like the little like the little yeah. like chubby legs. No, I know, like, I know, I I know. I'm just I'm I'm looking for the annotation because where is it? Because I'm pretty sure the annotation pretty much just says that he's fat. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, there have Stout. Been... The meaning of bulky or overweight hmm. in this time. So, yeah. I wonder what that means, though. I wonder if it... It's like, a big I don't, kid. I don't even... But, like, he's probably just, like, a bigger, you know, toddler. Yeah, and, like, he's probably toddlers just a big boy. Out of it. Yeah, he's probably just a big boy. Yeah. But just, it's not like a, my point is that it's not a small two-year-old. Right, so Anne can't get him off. And Anne is, like, tiny, apparently. Yeah. She's, like, teeny tiny, so. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? That probably is one of the reasons why Mary doesn't like hanging out with her children, because she remembers having to give birth to a giant baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. But anyway. So, yeah. So, Wentworth picks up the kid and moves it to wherever, and then... Other family members come down and things move on. But there is a little bit of... Anne is obsessing over what just happened and probably yeah. reading too much into the scenario. Well, and also there's some indications that Wentworth is also seeing Anne taking care of her nephew and being all motherly. And he's also like, shit, she's really good. She's a caretaker. She's This is really hot because she's taking care of the kid. And like that's something I'm really into and because also I want that in a wife. And also there's this other kid all over her who clearly loves her because otherwise the kid wouldn't be all over yeah. her, right? So She's totally going to make a good mom. And I'm kind of like 
Like it's <sighs> like I still really like, clearly really like her and it's obvious and this is actually really annoying because I'm supposed to hate her. <laughs> Sorry, hater. Not you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, can we talk about his naming scheme? Charles Hater? Yeah. And how his entire purpose is coming in and hating Wentworth. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that was purposeful. Because it's spelled H-A-Y-T-E-R. Yeah. 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 His also, entire purpose is coming in to hate Wentworth. But also we're Americans and we're saying hater <laughs> when it's probably like, hater. If you're British, please record yourself <laughs> and send it to us. We know how to say this. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so, yes, that happens. And then it's the day of the walk. Yeah, there's a whole conversation about nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. There is. There is. Sorry, let me, um, hang on, hang on. Sorry, hang on. Louisa and Wentworth go away from the rest of the group, kind of in the shrubbery, <sighs> to have a conversation about nuts. Yes. Yes, and yeah. how they're not dented. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. And they're sturdy and strong and resilient nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Wentworth yeah, is Wentworth, the one talking Wentworth about nuts. Wentworth is basically like, Louisa, what do you think of these nuts? <laughs> and he's like holding it. And yeah, he's the one, he knows the most about these nuts and <laughs> how they act in the fall. And it's fine. She's very interested in the nuts. And the nut conversation. Um, it helps her make her points. And Anne happens to stumble upon these two people having a very nice conversation about nuts in the middle of the woods by themselves privately. And uh, she she learns some things herself about Wentworth uh, and some nuts and the nuts that Wentworth is talking about. And then she immediately walks away and leaves them to privately discuss more nuts. Okay. <laughs> Did let's, that go on a little too long? Yes. <laughs> let's maybe unpack all of this. Um, but before we get to that part, I think it's really important to talk about the lead up and how like when they're going on this walk and when the gentlemen start to walk with the ladies at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, Anne is very much like trying to take in the beauty of nature and remember a lot of poetry and like what poets say about nature in the autumn and she's like doing this to distract herself from louisa and wentworth and they're like jolly talking and like mm -hmm. how great everything is and she can't it's very mm -hmm. difficult for her she's also trying to ignore the fact that her sister mary does she's doing that thing where she's really tired but she doesn't want to admit it mm -hmm. so she's kind of just like huffing and puffing and kind of complaining a little bit as they continue on but she also doesn't want to stop and go back yeah. So eventually they get to Winthrop. That's where Charles Hader lives. Mm -hmm. And there's a bit of a kerfuffle because Charles Musgrove is like, oh, well, we should go. I should go say hi to my aunt. You know, we should do that. Come on, Mary. And Mary's like refusing. She's like, I will not go down there. No. I'm do tired. You, do you know? Also, do you know who I am? I will not. <laughs> She's basically Lady Catherine de Burgh. And, like, her reaction is very much when she's at the Bennett house, right? It's mm -hmm, She's mm -hmm. very, like, mm -mm, I will not sink down to go mm -hmm. there. And it's mm -mm. very uncouth. Mm -hmm. And she even makes a comment to Wentworth, and Wentworth is like, 
Ugh. Elliot's. Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Charles Musgrove goes down with Henrietta to say Mm -hmm. hello. And also so Henrietta can do her thing with Charles Hader. Mary stays and sits down. And And then gets up. Yes. And then sits down again. Yes. And then gets up and then sits down again. Because she swears Louisa has found the best spot to sit and won't tell her where it is, apparently. So she has to keep getting up and moving. And then Louisa gets up and moves. And then she's like, well, Louisa has the best spot. And then she gets up and moves again. This woman, I swear. (laughs) I'm actually glad she keeps leaving her son's home alone because God knows what kinds of people they're going to turn into. (laughs) So she's sitting and standing and huffing. Louisa and Wentworth go off where nobody can see them, which is... To talk about nuts. To talk about nuts. Um, And Anne goes to find, like, a little sunny place to, like, take a break from everyone and everything because she's probably had enough. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's when Louisa and Wentworth come along. And basically, she's hearing Louisa admit, like, we came here so Henrietta could, like, be with Charles and she needs to go tell him. And, like, I told her she needs to do that. And, like, that's just Mm -hmm. how it is. And Wentworth is basically complimenting Louisa on her forward thinking, her, no, like, you know something, you're going to do it, that's great. How lucky your sister is to have you, to, like, push you to do what you really want to do instead of being so indecisive. And it's very Mm -hmm. clearly, he's remembering, like, Anne and how she Mm -hmm. was persuaded and, like, so at this moment, he's like really into Louisa and he's like, holy crap. Yes, this is what I want. I want a girl who's decisive. This mm-hmm. is it. And Anne, Which is interesting because he has not been decisive. Yes, no. <laughs> and Anne is overhearing this and she's like, oh, well, there you go. That's my fate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he's basically comparing this hazelnut to Louisa Um And he says, my first wish for all whom I am interested in is that they should be firm. If Louisa Musgrove would be beautiful and happy in her November of life, she will cherish all her present powers of mind. And he's saying this while like holding this hazelnut. Like an actual hazelnut. Like he is like, I don't know why you guys thought that I was talking about something else. He was like, he's, (laughs) he's pulled an actual hazelnut off of the tree. And he's talking about how this hazelnut is strong and sturdy because it, unlike the other hazelnuts, did not get brushed off the tree during a fall storm. But it's all to show a point that like the nut that hangs on and is firm will be the one that wins out and all the other nuts that like got knocked off will get trodden underfoot and like that's where the comparison is and like as he like the line that i read we were talking about how wentworth hasn't made up his mind he he Mm -hmm. has he's only been like you know mindlessly flirting well that line is basically like louisa i like you i like the way you think I'm very serious about you. And Louisa knows it. And Anne Mm -hmm. is overhearing it. And Anne knows it. And she's like, Mm -hmm. they basically did everything but say that they were engaged in this Mm -hmm. moment. And then Mm -hmm. right after that, something very interesting happens. Um, Louisa is talking about Mary. And she's like saying how, you know, my brother Charles was supposed to marry Anne. I wish he would have married Anne. Blah, blah, blah. Because... Because we really don't like Mary. <laughs> and and us as readers, seeing what Mary has been doing this whole walk, 
I don't blame the Musgroves at all. (laughs) Life would have been easier, not only for Charles, but for them, had he married Anne. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what she's saying is that, yeah, uh, everybody thinks that she would have been a better match. She would have made him a better person. She would have, you know, encouraged him to keep going. And then, of course, we would have enjoyed our family dinners more had he picked Anne. Mm -hmm. And Wentworth is like, wait, she didn't marry him? She refused him? And Louisa's like, yeah. And he's like, when? When did she refuse him? Because he's like, holy shit, I know I just basically declared love to this woman, but wait, the woman I loved first refused another man? Did she refuse him because she still loves me? Again, I'm reading all of this into yeah, it. It's yeah, not yeah, there. Yeah. It's conjecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I read it too. It's okay. But that's the vibe. It's like, yeah. holy shit, she still loves me. But Louisa makes this comment and she's like, yeah, that Lady Russell probably persuaded her out of it. And well, so here, yeah, so he, she says, oh, yeah, it was before, obviously, it was before he married uh, Mary, duh, Louisa. But it was like, she says, oh, yeah, no, it was. It was like a year before. So then. She's like, I think Mar- Lady Russell was the reason why. And I think at that point, he is also sitting here thinking, like, is Lady Russell the reason why she refused me? Because we already know from a previous thing that he, like, there's there was some tension between Lady Russell and him. I think he does know that. I do yeah. think he knows that. Or, like, at, at the very least, he assumes that because mm-hmm. the whole beef he has with Anne is that Anne let other people talk her out mm-hmm. of being with him. Right. So the idea, what I'm what I'm really saying is that, like, he's like, ooh, does Anne still love me? That's why she refused Charles. But then, oh, Lady Russell convinced her to not marry him either. Doesn't necessarily mean she doesn't still love him. Right. So, like, he's still kind of in the same boat, but he there's even more of this, like, like tension or possible tension or possible conflict between him and Lady Russell. Because now, not only did Lady Russell make it so that he couldn't be with Anne, but also that Charles couldn't be with Anne. So, like, what's going on? You yes. know? Um, But, like, when he was asking that, like, after they, like, go away and this little conversation ends, Anne's like, holy crap, he might still like me because Mm -hmm. she says she's, or, well, she's thinking that she saw how her own character was considered by Captain Wentworth and there had been just that degree of feeling and curiosity about her in this manner, meaning about her refusing Charles. Mm -hmm. And that gave her extreme agitation that he was curious about it and agitated mm-hmm. by it. Hmm. Tension. Yeah. Or no, sorry, she was the one who was agitated. He was curious yeah. and it was like feeling behind yeah. it. So yeah. Yeah, the, there's there's some there's some romantic tension there. Yeah. Because Anne just went like Anne just went through the blender here. She's like Oh, it's obvious that he doesn't really love Louisa. Oh, shit. He does love Louisa. Wait a second. Does he love me still? Like. Yeah. Well, and imagine how Wentworth is feeling where he's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about either one. Oh, she's going to be with Charles. Okay, well, I'll still talk to Louisa. Oh, Louisa's really of sound mind. I love Louisa. Wait, Anne refused Charles Musgrove? I love Anne. Like, he is also (laughs) going through the emotional ringer. Well, it's funny, though, because, like, 
from the beginning, it's clear that he still has feelings for Anne. He's just also not able to be with her because he he was dissed super dissed so yeah so like the idea of him like still loving Anne is like well of course he still loves Anne yeah like that's just the thing like that's not a surprise right but it is to Anne because she's a little dumb but (laughs) but he's still I don't know like yes he loves Anne but he I still feel like there's too much anger there for him to. oh yeah no so that's why he's still going after like Musgrove girls yeah, 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 yeah. He's not going to do anything about it. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So, after this whole thing, Lady Russell comes back and wants to go to her place so she can get out of all of this stuff and stop being the referee and be, be blah, 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 blah. Did I miss something? Hold on, wait. There, there is one little teeny thing we have to mention before we Does it we have to do on. with nuts? Does not have to do with nuts. It has to do with being tired. Um, so at the oh. beginning of their walk, yeah. um, Wentworth is saying how his sister and the Admiral are out for a ride in their gig. Maybe we'll come across them. On the way back, they do. Um, a gig is a very small carriage. It's really, like, essentially a one-seater, and they're, like, a couple, so they're sitting together, and it's super cute. Um, but then they're like, oh, we have room for a third one if one of the ladies wants to come back with us. Anybody tired? Of course, None of the sisters are because Louisa knows Wentworth is hers. Charles Hayter has joined their party because now him and Henrietta are together so all can be kosher at the Musgrove. So he's going to walk back with them. They have their bows. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary's like, ew, I'm not going to sit in that tiny little thing. And also I'm not going to be separated from my husband even though he's mad at me. And so <laughs> Anne is thought of and Anne is about to be like, no, it's okay. When Wentworth picks her up. Mm-hmm. Comes from behind and picks her up and like puts her in the carriage. Mm-hmm. Not not a little handhold. It's not hand flex like in Pride and Prejudice. It is a full on both hands on her waist. Up you go. Mm-hmm. Tell it me is, that you is are not tired. Sexual attention. <laughs> or tell me that is not sexual tension right there. I mean, it isn't. It isn't because he didn't ask for consent. <laughs> She wasn't expecting it, and she didn't want it to happen. So, I don't know. I but didn't think that it was that sexy. She but is tired. Like, you know, she's being she Anne. Is. And Wentworth knows her. Wentworth that knows when Anne is being Anne, and he's like, I just need to make this decision for her. Kind of like how Louisa made Charles Hayter decision for Henrietta. Wentworth is yeah. like, I need to make this gig decision for Anne. I'm just going to yeah. put her up there. Okay. Also, okay. he had just heard that, like, she turned on Charles Musgrove, so he's like, hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Anne's in the gig. She's listening to them talk, and it's it's a little bit of an interesting conversation because, you know, they're talking about, oh, which one is he going to go for? Either girl would be perfect for him, blah, blah, blah. Again, it's Team Louisa, Team Henrietta, because yeah. they don't know yeah. about Charles yet. Mm-hmm. And... Mrs. Croft makes some, like, interesting notions, but then at the same time, she's also kind of, like, eyeballing Anne, and she's like, Anne, maybe your hat's in the ring. Like, she doesn't say it. Yeah, Like, you know, she gives her the side eye. Like, she's looking for Anne's reactions while she's talking up the Musgroves. It's because she knows. She does know. Of course she knows. She's She's his sister. Yeah, I'm just saying. She knows. Okay, now... So then 
Lady Russell comes back to town and Anna's like, yay, I get to go where I wanted to go all freaking fall and get out of this madness. I will be closer to Kellynch Hall, which means I probably will be in the same neighborhood as Wentworth more frequently. However, he has been visiting the Musgroves a lot. So while she'll be closer to where he is regularly, he's still over there more often. So she'll probably not see him as much. But no, more important him and Lady Russell hopefully won't run into each other because that will create a lot of tension. Yes. However, she gets roped into a trip to Lyme. Yes. Where it's off season, so no one's around. <laughs> no. It's a tiny yeah. little coastal town, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of walking and more walking. Beautiful scenery. Lots of scenery. No bathing machines. But... There's more walking. And then they run across this hot guy who happens to look at Anne and Anne catches it. And she's like, oh. (laughs) Because the sea air is good for Anne because she is looking back in her bloom. Yeah. Like to the point where the narrator says, even I haven't seen Anne looking this snack like lately. Like. (laughs) No. Anne is hot. says that. (laughs) Wentworth says the quote is. Hold on, we gotta read that part because okay, it is no. Go ahead, because maybe I it miss is rife with sexual it. tension. Um, hold on, here we go. When they came to the steps leading upwards from the beach, a gentleman at the same moment preparing to come down politely drew back and stopped to give them way. Them being Anne, Captain Wentworth, and Louisa, and Henrietta, I think. Mm-hmm. They ascended and passed him, and as they passed, Anne's face caught his eye, and he looked at her with a degree of earnest admiration, which she could not be insensible of. She was looking remarkably well, her very regular, very pretty features having the bloom and freshness of youth restored by the fine wind which had been blowing on her complexion, and by the animation of eye which it had also produced. It was evident that the gentleman was a gentleman. He admired her exceedingly. And then Captain Wentworth looked round at her instantly in a way which showed his noticing of it. He gave her a momentary glance, a glance of brightness which seemed to stay. That man is struck with you. And even I, at this moment, see something like Anne Elliot again. So... So Wentworth doesn't say it, but he's thinking. He doesn't say it out loud. And I think that's where I got confused when I was listening to it. Because the narrator, like, didn't change their voice to make it in his voice. uh, Because it's his thought, apparently. But yeah, I misunderstood that when I was listening. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Because yeah, while he doesn't say it outright, he thinks it. He thinks, oh, she's looking like she did back in the day. And she was so hot then. And this guy thinks that she's hot now. And I it's think a little that bit she's of a, hot now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that it's definitely, he saw this other guy looking at her and now he's like, it, it's like that jealous spark. Yep. Like, he can't like her. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he like her? How dare he think she looked like snacks? I think she looked like snacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. And mm-hmm. it's, that's like. Like, between the walk and helping her into the gig and, like, watching her with her nephews and then watching her with with his friends and, like, watching her take care mm-hmm. of, like, talk to this guy who's heartbroken about his, like, dead fiancé. He's mm-hmm. like, 
damn, Anne, you're a prize. Why you gotta be like this? Why you gotta be why you why gotta, gotta ruin why you, our life? Why you gotta keep breaking my heart over and over again? I just can't quit you. I just can't quit you. Which is oh. funny because you could legitimately just quit by just leaving. But he can't. Because he's also in love with Louisa now? I don't know. Speaking of. Speaking of Louisa. <laughs> oh my gosh. Poor Louisa. I mean, I don't want to say she had it coming, but it's, I will say Louisa in this moment is very, is a different Louisa than we saw in the previous chapter. Um, when Wentworth realizes that he likes her because she's very head, not headstrong, but she has a good head on her shoulders. She is acting like a child. She's like, <laughs> and it got Giddy. her injured. She's on vacation with her favorite people. The guy she likes is super into her. Also, he's been like helping her jump down steps, like when they go on secret walks together, and mm-hmm. like it is thrilling to her. And she's like, I, I, I need it. <laughs> She's like an addict. So, She's like, I need his hands on my body. So they're all walking, like they're le- they're leaving town and they're going on one last walk. And Wentworth, like, kind of like picks her up and moves her down the stairs like a child. And she's like, woohoo, this is fun. And then she's like, one more time, one more time. And she runs back up, you know, like a child and does it again. But he isn't prepared for her to do it again. He It's almost like the kid ran back up and jumped before the parent could turn to catch them. Like, he completely misses her. Mm-hmm. She goes to jump and ready for him to catch her. And he's not there. He wasn't. He And he was just like, don't do it. And then she does it. And she falls and smacks her head on the concrete. Yeah. And it's just like. Everybody thinks she's dead. And I legit thought she was dead for a minute. And I was just like, oh, my God, did Jane Austen just kill someone? (laughs) I don't think this has happened before. (laughs) So what's really interesting is like later on after the surgeon has come and is like examining her, there's this line where it's like, don't worry, her limbs are fine. It's just her head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's worse. (laughs) Well, so. So she's laying there on the ground after she cracks her head and everybody is just like, uh, everybody freaks out. And then Henrietta is the first one to like really freak out to the point where she's also going to jump down the stairs. Or she's like like fainting. It's Anne and Benwick who like hold her up. Yeah, they have to hold her so she also doesn't tumble down the stairs. And then Mary runs over to poor Louise's body and she's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then Charles and Wentworth are looking at each other like, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know what to do. What are we supposed to do? (laughs) <laughs> and then Wentworth is like, Anne, what are we supposed to do? And she's like, get a surgeon? And Wentworth's like, okay. And he goes to run and she's like, Not you, you don't know dummy. where the surgeon is. <laughs> you don't live here. You don't know where the surgeon is. And Benwick's like, okay, I'll go. And then he goes off. And everybody's just like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And Anne has to step in and not only hold back Henrietta. But also, like, hand out the smelling salts and make sure that they, like, lift her up okay. So then maybe, you know, if she's not dead, there isn't, like, further injury or they can wake her up or something. Also to tell them where to go. Yeah. And then, like, she's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't keep her here. Maybe we should try to take her into town so she can see the surgeon. And Wentworth's like, okay, and picks her up and hauls her out. (laughs) 
they eventually end up at the uh the Harvilles. The Harvilles and that's where Louisa ends up being laid down, and that's where the surgeon sees her. How Benwick knew to take the surgeon to the Harvilles, I don't know. Because he passed but. them, and he told Benwick told the Harvilles what happened. The Harvilles went to meet him, and they probably were like, come back here, we're going to Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, everybody's freaking out, but then they realize that she's still breathing, so it's fine. She's not dead. Everybody can calm down. Yeah. And all of her limbs are fine. It's just her head. Just, just her head. No big deal. It's just her head. MBD. You can't move her, but it's just her head. She only has traumatic brain injury. That's all. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And Charles is freaking out because this is his sister. Yeah. And he's like, I'm staying to make sure my sister is okay. Like, Mary, you go back home. Go to the boys. Hold on. Hold on. He see the kids. So hold on. Because there's a whole to do. So they're like, there, there is. There Charles is. is like, I'm obviously going to stay there. Henrietta wants to stay, but Henrietta can't see her sister like that without like breaking mm-hmm. down. So like, Henrietta, you go. And she's like, okay, that makes sense. And then Wentworth is like, I will take her back. Um, and obviously, Anne, you should stay. You're a great caretaker. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants to see like probably a familiar woman's face. Like, you should stay, Anne. And Anne's like, yeah, obviously I should stay. And then also mm-hmm. Anne is like low-key like, oh my God, maybe I can get to talk to this Benwick guy more because he seems interesting. Um, and also, and also, I don't have to ride back in the carriage with Wentworth. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so like everything's planned, organized, great. Yes. Then they go to Mary, finally. And they're like, Mary, here's what's happening. And Mary's like, the fuck we're doing that? I'm not going home without my husband. More importantly, I'm not going home to my sons who I left there. I'm going to stay here with my not sister. Yeah. Who doesn't need me because I can't care for her. No. But I'm going to be here, goddammit. Yeah. I am not. You cannot make me go home to those boys and that giant child. <laughs> and so... Poor Anne has to go. And, like, Wentworth doesn't know that this change has taken place until he is back with the carriage. And, like, when they're like, oh, Anne's going to go with you, he's like, oh. Like, it is very clear on his face that he doesn't want that. And Anne is, like, Mm -mm. mortified. (laughs) Especially because it kind of sounds like in the carriage it's a – it's like a two row carriage and Henrietta is like taking up the whole back seat with like her scarf over her face because she's crying so much. And the other two have to kind of sit up front and are just like, so this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. But it's very clear that Wentworth is upset though. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. very concerned he about the fact that he dropped Louisa. <laughs> he feels very responsible. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. like, what have I done? He's the one who tells the Musgroves what happens when they get back. But he also does something interesting where he's like, I think we should let Henrietta stay in here. Let me tell the Musgroves because she doesn't Mm -hmm. need to relive the trauma again. And Anne, what do you think of that? And Anne's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh my God, you're asking my opinion? Yeah, and Anne likes the fact that he is asking her opinion because she takes it as a sign that they can be friends. Yes. And he asks Anne's opinion because he needs reassurances right now because yes. he's not in the best headspace. No. Uh, to the point where he arrives, drops the girls off after he tells the Musgroves and then decides to go back. And it's not a quick ride. Like it's a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So. And it's yeah. already dark. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah. So Anne 
there's been a couple of times over these last few chapters and even a little bit last uh, in the last episode where Anne has just been like, oh, he's talking to me. Oh, we can we can have a conversation. We can be friends. There's hope we can be friends. Mm -hmm. And this is another one of those moments. So, yeah. But I think that that's where this chapter ends. That is. Uh, my notes just say Louisa falls and quote unquote dies. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> um, I know we didn't talk too much about them running into Mr. Elliot, but, you know, basically all we need to know there is that they see him. Mary is all about making an introduction. Too bad we didn't mm -hmm. do that. And Anne is like, my dad and him hate each other. So this is probably a good thing. But he's hot. But he's hot, and he was looking at me. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a little bit of discussion about, um, like, the tensions between the Sir Elliot and Mr. Elliot, and the fact that they've actually never met him before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that'll probably come up later. I don't know. The fact that, you know, Henry Golding played him in the movie probably tells me that he'll be back. Right. But, yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. In the next set of chapters, yes. which is chapters 13 through 16. Yes. And that's where we will be reading next week. And I think that's all we have to say this week. Yeah. So we will see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Beyond Measure is hosted by me, Katrina Mayer, and me, Elle Kammerer. We're part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Our music was composed by Shane Ivers, and our artwork was created by the beautiful and talented Katie Keneally. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find us on our website at witbeyondmeasure.com. Or follow us on Instagram for all of our updates, memes, and just fun stuff. Our handle is at WBMPodcast. I'm going to say that again. It's WBMPodcast.